0: we have and will dance to thank you for mercy. Your glory taught us how to shout, to lift your name in all the earth and we'll shout. Shout to lift your name in all the earth, and we'll shout. Oh, great.
1: Amen. Come on, continue to clap our hands to the Lord and lift up our voice. Come I wonder right now if you can say hallelujah. Come if you can offer up the highest praise of Jesus right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. I love you, Jesus. God, you deserve the highest praise. You deserve all the glory and honor, God, I can give to you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. You just do have to put a smile on your face when you say hallelujah. Knowing what I'm saying to Jesus, God, hallelujah. Knowing that it puts a smile on his face back. Amen, amen. It's so good to have each and every one of you here today. Let's take a moment, cross aisles, shake somebody's hand, give them a high five, welcome them out today to Sunday service. Amen. man, as you make your way back to your seats today, for the last several services on Sundays and Wednesdays, we've enjoyed celebrating together. And we've got to celebrate since 2022 started multiple baptisms. And we're going to do that again today. Last Sunday, we had the honor to baptize little Kiah Siders. In the precious name of Jesus, come on up here, Kaya. Amen. We're so excited for her and her family. How many are excited to see what the Lord's going to do with our children? Amen. It's in our name, Heritage Apostolic. Amen. Thank you for the heritage God has given us. Amen, amen. If you remain standing, we're going to go before the Lord in prayer today. How many has a need across this house? So that you have been speaking to God about, something you need touched on. Amen. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer, asking the Lord to have his will and his way. Amen. And I want to do a couple of things. i try trying to get our elders to come up just real quick. There's two things while we're praying I want to make sure we pray over. Bishop, can you grab? We get two we the two prayer cloths as we go before the Lord in prayer. Uh, but there's two needs I want to make sure we focus on. Brother Michael, if you remember him coming, Sister Ashley's uh, father-in-law, uh, he has cancer. Uh, and it's it's all throughout his body. And they're not giving him much time. Uh, so we prayed for him, uh, over him, at, uh, bringing it to the elders just a few weeks ago. Uh, but I want to do it again. I want to, as a church body, uh, pray for Brother Michael. And I want to pray for a couple of things. I want to pray that God would heal him if it's his will. But I also want to pray that God would fill him with the Holy Ghost. Amen. So whatever happens, we know, amen, that God has him under control. The second thing, if you guys know Brother Paisant, uh the Paisant family, if you've been around church for very long at all, you know them. Uh, but he is in the hospital not doing well. Uh, so Brother Junior, we're going to ask him to take up a prayer cloth to him. Uh, so brothers, if you can gather together as we pray, amen, I want you to pray for this service when you pray for God to move. Mention these two situations Amen. As you're praying, any other thing, if you have something, tell your neighbor about it. Let's go before the Lord boldly today, asking God to have his will in his way. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you today, God. Thank you, Lord, for all your many blessings, God. Thank you, Lord, for never leaving us, God, never forsaking us, God. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit, for your love, God. God, I'm thankful, Lord, that I can come to you, Lord, in a time of need. God, in time of health issues, God, as struggles. God, no matter what the issue is, no matter what the struggle is, God, no matter what the situation is, God, you care for us and you love us, Lord God. I pray, Lord, you move throughout this sanctuary today. God, you begin to touch every need, every situation. God, every ailment, every issue, Lord God. Lord, you know, Lord God, and you saw every hand that was lifted up, God. Lord, you know the situation, God, it was tied to that hand. From the greatest to the smallest situation, God, you saw it and you care for it, and you love us, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, you move throughout this sanctuary today, God, that you would inhabit the praises of your people, Lord God. Lord, anoint our musicians, anoint our singers, God. Touch them, bless them, God. Direct them, Lord, in the Holy Ghost. God, I pray, Lord, you touch these two brothers, God. Brother Michael, Lord God, Brother Pazam. God, from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet, God, bring healing to their bodies, Lord Jesus. God, give them victory, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. I pray, Lord, God, you let them, God, get a renewing in their spirit. God, in the Holy Ghost, Lord Jesus. God, you would direct their path, God, Lord Jesus. Such the doctors. God, give them the knowledge that they need, God. We know, Lord, you're more than able, God, to do exceedingly, abundantly, of all we can think or ask. God, according to our power, God's within us, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that we'd be able to use that power, Lord. God, faith, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. God, we praise you, we honor you, Lord, and we love you. Lord, you're altogether lovely. God, altogether worthy in this house. God, we thank you for it, Lord. God, in the name of Jesus, oh, that name's for every name, we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Can we lift our hands to heaven right now and just entertain the presence of God? Just begin to surrender to Him. Come on, whatever you want to speak to Him right now, just speak it. Whatever you want to say, just say it. Lord, I love you. I praise you. I honor you tonight, Jesus. God, we're nothing without you, Lord God. I need you today. Come on, whatever it is, whatever you want to speak to Him, won't you let. Amen. Your lips, God, begin to speak to heaven right now. God, we love you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Speak from your heart, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Go and lift up that voice and thank him, honor him. Come on, we just sing hallelujah. 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 God, we love you, Jesus. We love you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It's a good presence of God in this place. You can be seated for just a moment. Amen. We're going to bring Bishop out here. Amen. We're excited to get him behind the pulpit, but we're going to do a special service right now. Amen. Can we give the Lord just a great big hand clap? Amen. For our Bishop, for God's healing power, God protecting him, keeping him safe through surgery. Can we thank the Lord right now as he comes out?
2: Praise the Lord, everybody. Well, it feels good to stand before you today, and if you'll just give me a moment, I uh, feel a little emotional. God's been good to me, and I want to say that. I want Him to know He's been good to me. And irregardless of what I receive or, amen, what happens, uh, I can still say God's been good to me, amen, and He's taking care of me. I appreciate uh, what we just did is so important uh, to pray for others uh, when they're battling and going through and I'm sure that everybody here is affected in some way uh, a family member loved one someone you know uh, probably going through some things uh, health wise uh, just need some encouragement uh, we had to put my dad in the hospital there in Newcastle yesterday uh, he's got pneumonia again uh, it's about the fifth time in 2 weeks so I would ask that you would say a prayer for him as well. Today, I want to do something. Uh, I want to uh, do something that we were uh, going to try to do uh, in November, uh, latter part of November, 1st of December. But uh, things happen. Things change. Uh, there's always something, and Brother Ty is talking today about time and scheduling and uh, what we think. But today, I want to present to this church uh, – this church body, uh, as elders of Heritage Apostolic Tabernacle, and to ordain uh, these men as such. Uh, Every church should have things in order. Uh, Our elders that we've had in place for a while, uh, uh, Brother Rick, Brother Miller, and Brother Hardy have uh, served and done great. They're still uh, a part of the eldership of the church. It's just... uh, age, time, uh, sickness, uh, those things, you know, as you get older, take their toll. So, we've called upon them to be a part of the things that go on in the church when we pray for people. But uh, the church ought to have elders that are able to do other uh, tasks as far as reaching out, going to the hospital, uh, making home visits if necessary, and those kind of things. Also, I want to add that uh, when it comes to eldership, uh, when it comes to spiritual things of the church, trustees handle the financial affairs and are the eyes and ears of the body, but uh, the elders take on a stronger role. And when the pastor, when the leadership of the church needs to kind of lean on someone, that's what the elders are there for, to help uh, with the uh, spiritual affairs of the church. And uh, we've been involved, Brother Wes and I have been talking about this, we've involved with the Walbass Church, how things are structured there, of course, the Turning Point uh, Church, how things have been structured there. So it's it's prompted, especially it's prompted me to make sure that we put some things together. And uh, and I want to say, too, uh, when it comes to Scripture, uh, picking out elders is not an age. There's nothing in Scripture that's, that has an age requirement. So I, I want to make that very clear. But uh, I want Brother Thomas Bailey to come forward. Brother uh, I call him Junior Brown, Brother Charles Junior Brown, uh, Brother Denny Cooper, Brother Corey Parks to stand before you and just, just stretch out here and, and uh, face the congregation if you would. Uh, these are men that we are going to ordain today, and uh, they've been appointed. Now, we've had meetings, what, since we started, what, in August last year? Uh, we've been working with them since August of last year. And to ordain means to appoint, to put, or to set apart. Uh, throughout the Scripture, you'll find out elders throughout the Scriptures are used uh, interchangeably uh, in terms for specific purposes. In fact, uh, the qualifications, some of the qualifications, some of the things that's required of an elder is the same as a pastor, as a bishop, as an overseer. It's uh, uh, in part of the leadership. So, some of the same qualifications. But in Acts chapter 14, verse 23, it says that when they had ordained them elders in every church. I want you to know, it's, I want the church, everything should have an order. Everything should be done. There should be elders in every church. Uh, Titus 1 5 says, For this cause, Paul says, For this cause I left thee in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting and ordain elders. In every city as I have appointed thee. It's it's important. Elders were established as churches were. Uh, they were put in place. And so for specific and for different purposes uh, throughout each city and throughout the churches. And, but it's one thing's very clear. Uh, the church should have elders. Ah, we should get a big amen. The church should have elders. That's the word of God. And today we're ordaining these men as our elders. And their purpose is to serve uh, the church's spiritual needs by prayer and have been chosen by faithful experiences. Uh, someone asked me uh, in choosing, said, is, is, is it appropriate? You know, because part of the qualifications is the same as a bishop, same as a pastor, uh, men that have a good report. What is a good report? Because in my way of thinking, in today's term, uh, a good, you might look at somebody and say, they have a good report. What makes a good report to me is someone that has experienced some things. They didn't falter. they didn't fail, stayed on their feet, got up, and moved forward. That's a good report. And so that's the kind of experiences I like to see. Amen. That's the kind of experiences I've had in my life. Amen. How many can agree, we've had some failures, Amen. But we don't think about those things. We think about the good report is, look around. There's still people going forward. There's still people moving forward because of some of the experiences that we've had. <coughs> and So today, since August, we've been meeting and established the duties of these men that are to be our elders. And I wanna, I'm going to ask them publicly in front of you because there's two purposes here this morning. Uh, one is for them and one is for us, the church, the body. So, Brother Bailey, Thomas Bailey, do you before this body accept the duties and the call as an elder of this church? Good. Brother Brown, Charles Brown, do you the same before this body accept the duties and the call of the elder of this church? Brother Denny Cooper, Jr., do you before this body accept the duties and call the as an elder of this church? Brother Cory Parks, do you before this body accept the duties and call as an elder of this church? Thank you. I say that because I want the church to hear from them. Like I said, we've been talking privately and been discussing things privately, but as a church, I want you to know. And I want this church to have full confidence in these men. First Thessalonians 5. Verse 12 and 13, Paul says, We beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and that are over you in the Lord and admonish you. Now, I want you to get this, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. I want you to get that part. And be at peace among yourselves. Our duty, church, is to submit to spiritual order. Amen. That's the Word of God. God says that there should be elders in every church. We should s- submit to that spiritual order. And those who have been called upon, they are laboring among you. That's what these men are doing. They've agreed to labor among you. And so we know them. They're a part of this body. Can I, can we, I hear it. amen? Now, the last scripture I want to use, James chapter 5. Is there any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Your duty, our duty, church, is we're we're to pray. If we're going through something, we're to pray. We're we're to use our faith, activate our faith. We're to pray. Is there any among you afflicted? Let them pray. Is any merry? Let them sing songs. Verse 14, is any sick among you? Here's where it changes. Let them call for the elders of the church. And I want to say this. Notice it says elders. It should be more than one. So elders of the church, and let, and notice, let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. When we pray for ourselves, when we ask God to deliver, and we don't feel like that our faith has been activated enough to see something change, then what do we do? We take the step of faith and we call upon the elders to pray for us and with us to help activate that faith. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And here's the part I, wanna, I want you to hear, and I want the body and I want the church to understand this. When we come before prayer, when you call for the elders, and when we submit to spiritual order, look what happens. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Now, that's some powerful stuff right there. It is. It's some powerful stuff, not just praying for the sickness of someone's body, but when they come and they pray and they ask for prayer and call for prayer, then it changes even things that are in our life. Because how many know sometimes sin hinders our faith? Amen. Stand with me, all the congregation. I'm going to call for the ministry of the church, our elders, ministry of the church come forward. Amen. Brothers, I want you, Brother Wes, I want you to go through and anoint each, each elder. Ministry, you can pray with one or just go through and collectively pray. Church, I want you to pray. We're going to anoint these men, and I want the church to stretch out your hands, and let's pray. Amen. The prayer of submissions, amen, to our elders, amen, that we are, de- we are ordaining here today. Come on, stretch your hands toward these, these men today, and let's pray. Come on, pray. Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God, we submit to you, Lord God. We submit to you, Lord, your word, God. You say, God, the elders that we have, God, I pray today, God, that you let your anointing fall on them, Lord. God, that you help us, God, to have the confidence and the faith, Lord. God, that when we call upon them to pray for us, Lord, God, to lift up our family, Lord Jesus, Uh, Lord God, to minister, Lord God. We purposely today, God, call upon you to ask you, Jesus, to minister to them, Lord. Uh, God, let your anointing fall on them, Lord. God, that your anointing would fall upon us, Lord. God, that we would find favor with you today, Lord, being found, oh God, being found, oh God, faithful in doing your will, God, in doing the things that you've called the church to do and to be. Lord, I pray, God, that we look and see, Lord God, the lives of these men. God, the things that they've done, God, faithfully to you, Lord, overcome, Lord God, have risen up, Lord God, to be the example for us. God, that no matter what, Lord God, we're prayed for, we can rise up, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus, receive, Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let him receive, Lord, in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. We thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we love you, Lord. We appreciate you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, let the Lord know. Come on, church, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that we have. Hallelujah. 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 God, to you be glory. To you be glory. To you be glory. Brother Wes, where you at? Would you pass these out, brother? Would you pass it, give those to them? Amen. Amen. I want to say this too, as well. To make things simple, uh, I've asked Brother Joe Thornburg, where's Brother Joe? There you are. Oh, you're up here with the oh. I've asked Brother Joe to be the contact person if there's something going on. His number, if you don't have it, get it from Sister Rexander. get it from him. Get the number. If there's something, call him. He will make sure the elders are notified. All right, he'll make sure that they all get, because I know sometimes it's hard to get everybody. But he will make sure uh, in getting those prayer requests out there, and uh, he's agreed to do so. But uh, I want to say this here. Brothers, I want you to turn around. And look at me, brothers. Look at me. It is okay. If people in the church calls you elder, it's not a reflection of age. That's what you are now, been ordained of God, elders of our church. Would you give the Lord a good hand of praise today? Ordained and reserved, appointed elders of Heritage Apostolic Tabernacle. Come on, lift your praise to God. Magnify Him today. Amen. I'm ready ready for a good service. I'm ready for an outpouring of the anointing that we feel here today. Come on, I'm excited about what God is doing. Amen, amen. Turn around, shake somebody's hand. Thank you, elders. Congratulations. Appreciate appreciate you. And I'm sure our, our elders. Yeah, just a second. I'm sure our elders, uh, we've had. On board, we'll give you some advice. Hey, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Bad news is I can't drive a school bus until March. Good news is I was released to drive. I was released to do whatever I feel like I can do. Sister Laura's taking taken full advantage of it. I've been vacuuming, cleaning, doing dishes. She put me out on the porch yesterday. You can be seated sho- shoveling snow. Even though I uh, said I can do, said I'm just way ahead of the game, said my heart's strong, everything's good, everything's healing up. Just don't push the strenuous lifting on the chest and things like that. That's why the school bus arm and door is kind of a few more weeks down the road. But uh, I can drive again. Oh, hallelujah. For those of you that don't like to drive, shame on you. Man, I, I miss it. And as soon as I got my driveway cleared, I took a ride. Amen. But uh, I just wanted to let you know everything's good there, and, and I don't have to see the surgeon again. Uh, everything went well. And so uh, he asked, you know, it, was, it struck me. I told Brother Wes, it struck me funny. He asked me, because I had to do a, a, like a Zoom like video, uh, because the weather Thursday was the schedule to go back for four weeks, uh, the weather wasn't good, so they set up to where I could do the Zoom, because the doctors only do that twice a month, because they're in surgeries the rest, rest of the days, but uh, so they had to, so he looked me over my my, my incision and all that, and asked me questions, and he asked me a question, and I think it took me a minute to realize because when I gave them my information to send me the uh, doc me thing, uh, it was Pastor Purdue, uh, you know, at Heritage and or at uh, Hotmail.com, and so he, while I was talking to him, he says, so have you been in the pulpit any? I wasn't expecting that as a question. I said, uh, well, no, uh, I think I ministered the 26 before you. Uh, took me hostage on the 27th of December. Uh, no, I haven't uh, ministered. He said, "Well, he said, uh, he said, you're okay." I said, "Is it okay?" He said, "You're okay to do whatever you feel like doing." And, and he said this. He said, "When you get up, and minister." He said, "If you get tired, or if you if you feel like you're getting some chest pains, he said, just cut your message short." He don't know me very well, does he? He don't know our faith. Amen. But I appreciate appreciate what the Lord's doing. Thank you for
3: your prayers. Come on, let's have church. Well, praise God. If you will, stand with me. Aren't you thankful that God's moving in lives, that he's moving in ministries? I'm so thankful to see the things that God's doing in our church. If I could have a couple of ushers come up, we're gonna we're gonna take up our tithes and our offerings this morning. It is mission Sunday, so if I could have somebody come up and get this play here in the center for me. Anything that goes into the center here will be for our missionaries, and then we'll have our tithes and our offerings on either side. Brother Samuel's gonna help me out over there with the card swipe as well. We do have a couple of things we wanna make sure that you know about. Worship and Word this Wednesday at seven. Bring it to the elders is every Tuesday at six PM. We've been having some great prayer meetings, so if you can make it. Please come out and join us this Wednesday. Our missionaries from Ireland, the Kichen dolls, will be with us. Yes, it's going to be good stuff. The baby is better come. I'm gonna I'm gonna text them later today and make sure that everything's good with them. Next Sunday, our youth is going to have a potato bar after service. Oh Lord, all oh, that starch. Help me, Jesus. I'll buy one anyway. All proceeds will help the youth for the for WYC. Last thing, walk a mile is Saturday, the 19th at 8 a.m. Sister Chandra is going to have a quick meeting after service. We're going to sponsor a team. If you'd be interested in doing that, come over. Find her after service. Amen. Some of you young folk can get into it. You can walk a lot easier than some of us old people can. Amen. Pray with me over the offering and the service. Father, we love you. God, we're so thankful, Heavenly Father, for the things that you've done, God, and the things that you're doing. God, we pray that you'd bless this offering, multiply it. God, use it for your glory and for your purpose. Touch the rest of our service today, Father. Have your way in it. And we ask it all in Jesus' mighty name. And my church family said, Amen. amen and amen. Bring your tithes and offerings forward and praise and worship today.
0: joy in my soul and God is in control like I got saying you know, on my trail but I'm saying all is well He's attacking every day but I'm watching while I pray No matter the attack I won't turn back This means war This means This means war. war This means This means war. war This means this war, war. This means this war. war. but the blood still stays the same whatever's going wrong my war clothes are on i might be in a daze but you can't have my praise no matter the attack i won't turn back this means war Strength in the blood. I plead, I plead the blood. This means, this, means this, means this means more. This means more. This means more. This means more. You can't have my family. You can't have my family. You can't. You can't, you can't, you can't, I plead, I plead, I plead the blood. I plead, I plead the blood, I plead the blood, I plead, I plead the blood. Salvation's in the blood. I plead, I plead the blood. You plead, I plead the blood. I plead, I plead the blood, I plead, I plead the blood. The blood. You can't have my family. You can't ceux- have my family. You can't have my increase. You can't have my, increase. You, can't have my you can't have my breakthrough. You can't have my breakthrough. You can't have my, you can't have my, you can't, you can't, you can't I plead. I plead, I plead, I plead the blood. I plead the blood I plead 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 I plead the blood This beat war Let's go to war. This means war. I've been through the storm and the rain, but the blood still stays the same. Whatever's going wrong, my war clothes are on. I might be in a daze, but you can't have my praise. No matter the attack, I won't turn back. This means war. This means war. I plead, I plead the the blood.
1: been to a place to where you got picked on, you got bullied, you got beat up on, and then something clicked inside your spirit and says, you know what, I'm not going to take this any longer. Anybody ever been there before? I wonder what would happen in our spirit realm if we got the same way with the enemy. You've beat me up one too many times. You've taken one too many family members away from me. You saw one too many nights of joy and peace. It stops now. Come on, somebody has to get in their spirit that it stops now. No longer are you gonna do what you want with my family. No longer are you gonna take my increase. No longer are you gonna take my joy and my peace. But right now, devil, I've had enough. I wonder right now if you would pray that prayer. Put the enemy on notice. No more. I'm done. Come on, that's it. No more. You've gone into my marriage and you messed it up. No more. You got into my babies. No more. Oh, no more, devil. No more. Those are my children. That's my marriage. That's my ministry. That's my calling. That's my increase. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus hallelujah! You can't oh, have hallelujah.
0: my family. You can't have 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 my
1: family. You
0: can't have. Come them. on, don't you just sing it. Pray it. You you
1: don't just sing family. it. Declare it. I plead, I plead Devil will notice no I longer. The blood. I plead, I plead the blood. There's
0: power in the blood. Salvation's <laughs> in the blood. I plead, I plead the blood. I plead the blood. I plead, I plead the blood. All over my family. I plead, I plead the blood. Salvation's coming to them. I plead, I plead the blood. I take authority right now. I plead, I plead the blood. Yeah, you can't have. I plead the blood. I plead the blood. I plead, I plead the blood. You have power in the blood. I plead, I plead the blood. If you're walking and you're talking, you got it. I plead, it. I plead the blood. You can't have my family. You can't have my family. You can't. Have can't have my you can't you can't you can't I plead I plead I plead the blood I plead I plead
1: the blood come on one more time everything you have I declared plead, today I plead the blood, on, I plead I the plead, blood of Jesus I plead the blood. hallelujah Jesus hallelujah Lord come on why not you lift up your voice and clap your hands to heaven right now Lord I love you Jesus I praise you Father Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It feels good in the house today. Amen. Give your neighbor a high five. Tell him I've had enough. Come on. Tell him i had enough. Change your mindset today. I'm tired of it. No more. Amen. 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 Thank you for our praise and worship team, all the work they put in, all their hard work. As we're on that subject, I just want to say I'm so thankful for our elders that we have, this young group of guys they are going above and beyond already, and they are in a, a group chat. They're constantly praying for you. Uh, they're constantly in prayer themselves, reading the Bible. They're fasting every week, and my goodness, we're having a great time with the Lord on Tuesday nights at Bring it to the Elders. God came up. This cat passed Tuesday and showed up in a mighty way. We played for a half hour, and I think about an hour and a half later, uh, we all left with smiles on our faces, and God moved and spoke. And I believe there were some miracles that took place that night. And we're going to start hearing some testimonies. So get yourself out here on Tuesday nights. Bring it to the elders, 6 o'clock. We're having a great time with the Lord, and I know it's because they are sacrificing during the week and making sure they're ready to pray with you. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 11 through 20, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11 through 20. Isn't it great to see all of our guests here today? Could we give our guests just a great big hand clap? Thank you for coming out. Thank you for joining us today. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11 through 20, the Bible says this, but all of these worketh that one in the same self spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will, For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ears shall say, because I'm not the eye, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body? Just for a moment of time, I want to minister on this topic, unified in Christ. Unified in Christ. Can we lay down our Bibles and lift up our hands together? When I feel like we're starting to get to this direction, one mind and one accord. And I believe if we fully get there, God's going to do great things in this church. Amen. Just ask the Lord to open your heart right now. Lord, I love you. I praise you. I worship you. I honor you today, God. Lord, you are all-powerful, God. You're all-mighty, Lord Jesus. God, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord God, to be before you today, God. Thank you, Lord, for your spirit, for the anointing, for your presence, for your power, God. We've already felt this place, God. God, we're believing, Lord God, there's more to come, God. There's greater things, God. God, that you want to minister, you want to speak to us, Lord Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, you give us ears to hear, Lord, and a heart to receive, God. Not as one person, God, but one body, Lord Jesus. Everybody working together, Lord God, encouraging one another. God, I pray, Lord, if you can use anything, God, you'd use this vessel. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. You can be seated today. Paul is reaching out to the church in Corinth, discussing many topics. And at the beginning of chapter 12, he discusses the importance of spiritual gifts, this takes him into the topic of being one body. Paul needed the church to realize for the church to be successful, it needed multiple gifts in multiple areas working together. Multiple gifts, multiple areas working together for the betterment of the kingdom of God. So, as he begins talking about the gifts and the callings that God lays on our lives, in verse 11, he begins to shift. But all these, all these gifts, all these callings, all these positions that I'm giving the church, they worketh that one in the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. Notice he preaches on many gifts being given by one spirit, and all those gifts come together in one spirit. Your gift and your calling is important. It's important to this church. This church needs all the gifts, all the callings. This church needs the five-fold ministry. This church needs people being sensitive to the Holy Ghost. We need prophetic words. We need preaching. We need teaching. We need wisdom. We need understanding. We have to have those things to be the church that God wants us to be. One spirit means one mindset, one goal, one vision. If God's given you a gift and a calling and it doesn't align yet to where this church is going, be patient. Be patient. It's okay. Amen. God's going to start working with you early. God's going to start giving you gifts and callings early to let you start preparing for it. Just because he tells you at a young age you're going to be a preacher doesn't mean you go and start your own church. Just because he tells you he wants to be a missionary, an evangelist, doesn't mean you go right then and there. God may open the doors for those things that happen because nothing's out of the possibility or realm of God. But generally, he lets you know what you're going to be to start preparing for it. If you have a gift and the calling that God's laid in your life, start preparing for it. Start doing those things ahead of time. Start getting yourself aligned so that God can use you. As we look at this in verse 12, for as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. We believe oneness. We preach it one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one way to heaven, not multiple ways to heaven. There is one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus. Because Jesus is the one that went to the cross, He is the Father the Son, and the Holy Ghost all in one. So if God, the Father, the Spirit, the Holy Ghost, works together in one for oneness, then what makes the church think that we can work separately and achieve anything? But God shows him of who he is in his Godhead, that when the church comes together, not this person's church, not that person's church, not this person's ministry or that person's ministry, but when all ministries come together and they work to build each other and to support each other, we get ourselves aligned with who the Spirit of God is, and that's one. The church will not grow and prosper with many visions and many directions, but the church will prosper under one vision, one mindset, and one direction. Everyone using their gifts in their callings, not for themselves, not for our own popularity, not for our own name. But God, what can I do to help the church? What can I do to help the kingdom of God? What can I do to get revival going in Muncie? Because that's what's important is we're reaching out to the lost and dying world and trying to save as many people as possible. Not that we make it to the moment where we get to preach a big service. Or we get noticed by many people. That's not our purpose. That may be a byproduct of it. But if that's our only goal, God's not going to use that. But God's looking for somebody that's humble. God, if you can use anything, Lord, use me. God, I don't have a whole lot to offer, God, but what I have to offer, I'm going to give into your hands to use, to mold, for the betterment of your kingdom, for this church, and for the lost and dying worlds around us. God wants to see people saved. But it takes everybody working together. Paul gives us the insight of how many Christians believe. In verse 15, if the foot shall say, Because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? No. A foot by itself looks weird. A foot by itself loses its function. Because if it's not attached to the body, it loses its purpose. A foot cannot walk without a leg or a mind to lead it. Think about it for a minute. Paul is showing us there will be diversity in the church. I'm thankful for diversity in the church. I'm thankful for different callings, different gifts, different functions. I cannot play an instrument, and I'm okay with that. I cannot sing very well, and I am okay with letting somebody else do that. If we get the right people in the right places, oh, my goodness, watch what God can do when people are doing what they're supposed to be doing. I'll tell you, when I took over as principal four years ago, my biggest thing is I wanted, I felt like I had to have control. I felt like I had to have full control. You're the leader. Everything falls back on you. I was told that multiple times. If a teacher does something silly, you answer for it. Something crazy happens in your building, you answer for it. And I remember the first year just trying to hold on to everything. But I'm only one person. And my skill level is not in all areas. So my second year, I changed things a little bit different. And I said, I'm going to do what I'm really good at. And I'm going to let you do what you're really good at. And I'm going to trust that we're all doing it for the betterment of our kids. Because that's our motto. We're going to do what's best for kids first. First. And if we take that mentality here in the church, I can say, you know what? I'm good at this, but you're good at that. And as long as you're kingdom-minded, I'm going to let you go with it. Come on, as long as you have the same goal and the same vision, that we're going we're to reach out to those that are lost, then we're going to let you do the best thing that you can do. That's where you're best at. We need the best people in the best places, and God can move. Just because you don't function like the person next to you does not mean you don't fall under the same umbrella of the body. I don't sound like them. I don't look like them. I don't have that talent. I don't have this talent. That's just fine. We don't need a bunch of chiefs. We don't need a bunch of singers that only sing. I'm thankful for our singers and I'm thankful for our musicians, but we don't need a church full of musicians and singers. We still need Sunday school teachers. We still need bus drivers. We still need people that's going to open up the doors to smile and say, I'm so glad you came today. We need people that are ushers that say, let me help you find a seat. Let me be there for you. You don't ever have to touch a microphone to make an impact in the body, in the kingdom of God. We cannot allow ourselves to focus on our own function. And that what we do is more important than somebody else. I'm saying we, I'm not saying you. I'm saying we as a body have to understand this. From the top to the bottom, we have to get this. Amen. So God can do what he wants to do in this church. We cannot have people doing their own things. Come on. I love you. I'm thankful for your gifts and calling, but let's make sure it's under the right vision. Let's make sure it's under the right spirit. I just don't need a time to have people listen to me talk. Come on, we'll get there. If you, have, if, you have a, if you have a passion for small groups, groups you have a passion for Bible studies, we'll get you connected with some people. Well, let us make sure we're giving the same message. Come on, I have to have full confidence in our Sunday school teachers, and I do. I know they're preaching, amen, and teaching every Sunday morning and every Wednesday night that you have to be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost to make it to heaven. Why? Because we're seeing the byproduct of it. We're seeing children getting baptized at a young age. We're seeing children coming to an altar because they're being taught this is important. The same message has to come from here as in a Bible study as in a classroom. How you grow. If church members of a body go different directions at once, we do not move forwards, but we stay stagnant. You ever play tug of war? You use a whole lot of strength to go not very far at all. And tug of war has no place in the kingdom of God. Come on, fighting against your brothers and sisters has no place in the kingdom of God. Come on, but we got to be there to support one another. Cheer each other on. Saying, hey, if you're the one leading right now, I'm going to get behind you. If you're the one leading praise, right, praise and worship right now, I'm going to get behind you. If you're the one playing right now, I'm going to get behind you. If we move in different directions at one time, there's a chance for injury. Have you ever tried to go one way and your body goes the other? Oh, back, the knees. I'm moving gingerly today because we went sledding yesterday. And for some reason, I still think I'm a kid when I do those things. My brother's here, and we have to compete and one-up each other all the time. And that didn't work out for either one of us. When we go in different directions, the body does not function like it was made to function. Just because we have different gifts and callings does not give us the right to do our own thing. No one body part is more significant than the other. The hands are very important, but so are the feet. The hands have the ability to grab and to reach. But if there are no feet to carry them, what are they grabbing and what are they reaching? The head can only go where the body takes it. That means the mouth can only speak to whoever the body brings to it. That means it's everybody's duty and job to get as close to people. It's everybody working together. Okay, what do we need to do to get this message to the person? What do we need to do to get this body to a place where there's sinners, to those that are lost and hurting and hungry? What does this body need to do to take us there? Because we cannot reach until we're close. We cannot speak unless there's an ear to hear. So what are we doing right now, each and every one of us, to accomplish what God's called us to accomplish? And that's to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Make sure everybody we're around knows this message. And here's about the goodness of God. What are we doing? As I begin to study some things out, I found that the smallest bones in the body are in the ear. It's the malice or the hammer, the incus or the anvil, and the stapes or the stirrup. Collectively, these bones are known as ossicles, Latin for tiny bones. And their role is to transmit sound and vibrations from the air to the fluid in the inner ear. Altogether, these three bones are a mere five millimeters in length, or about the width of a pencil eraser. Yet they provide the person the ability to hear. If I took those bones out, those three little bones, and I laid them on a table, you probably wouldn't even know they were there. And that's how some of us feel. We come into a church body and we're sitting here and we feel like we're looked over. We've got to get this. We feel like we're looked over, we feel like the size of our ministry or the size of our ability is so minute when you look at it that someone doesn't see it. Don't let somebody look down on your gifts and callings just because they see what you look like outside the body. You were never intended to function outside the body in your ministry and calling. Don't let naysayers tell you you're not doing enough. If you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you're doing what God's called you to do, you're doing enough. I'm thankful for people like Richard Stewart and Brother Ivan that are here at the church when nobody else is fixing things. And some of you didn't even know it. Well, they might not have the talent to get behind a pulpit in the minister, but they have the talent, amen, to keep the church functioning and looking good. I'm thankful for those ministries, amen, where people don't need a pat on the back. God, this is my opportunity to serve you. God, this is my opportunity to do something for your kingdom. If you look at these little bones, you would assume that there was not a lot of use for them. But without these three bones, the body cannot hear. Sure, if you left the church, we could replace you, or maybe we could survive without you, but we're not going to function fully. you understand that? When you walk away from the church, the body's hindered, and the body's hurt. Go ahead and try to function fully, amen, when you sprain a finger or a thumb, or you hurt your ankle and you twist it a little bit. As soon as you can't use a body part, the rest of your body notices it. The rest of your body has to carry the weight because the other body part's not there. So you're just hurting the body. Don't think it's all right just for you to walk away. Don't think it's all right for you just to give up and throw in the towel because it's not. We would miss you. We would be hurting. And we would be dysfunctional. God works when everything comes together like it's supposed to be. We have to keep function in the church because a functioning church brings on a functioning revival. A dysfunctional church brings on dysfunctional revival. What good is it to have a 10 or 15 soul revival, and I've already said this many times recently. What good is it to bring in a bunch of people if we don't have people to take care of them? What good is it to fill up our Sunday school classrooms when we don't have Sunday school teachers to teach? Come on, we got to make sure we're putting our best foot forwards for this church and for those people that are going to come into this body. Acts chapter 2 shows us the effects of being one body, one mind, and one accord. Verse 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. And suddenly, they had been there for seven days could it be that it took them 7 days to get in one mind and one accord cuz 500 people started out on that journey and only 120 made it so could it be they had to get rid of some people that didn't have the right vision and the right direction and didn't want it and didn't want to be under the right vision that God had for them but they all came together one mind, one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all, all, all the house. Oh, when you do the work for God, when you work for the kingdom of God, he's just not pouring it out on the platform. He's just not pouring it out on the altars. He's not just pouring it out on ministry or singers, but he finds every person, amen, that worked that week to get this church going, and he pours it out on everybody. He's no respecter of person. He said, as long as you're in the right place, at the right time, in the right spirit, I'm going to pour out an anointing upon you. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all, all of them, from the youngest to the oldest, from the most important to the least important. From the biggest to the smallest, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. And it didn't just stop there, but every one of them that received started going out. See, each and every one of us have a mission. And that mission is to go out and let people know about the goodness of God. The effects of a unified body brought heaven to a prayer room. The effects of a unified body brought heaven here on a Tuesday night when everybody was holding hands together and praying. When I've seen prayer meeting after prayer meeting after prayer meeting. When people come together and they pray together, God shows up in the midst of them. So if we know we get that kind of reaction from heaven, why not do it? Why not get ourselves together? and saying, I don't care about my agenda, and I don't care about your agenda, and I don't care about this or that. I don't care about a status or a title. I just want the glory of God to fall down in the midst of us. I just want God to move like it's never moved before. Come on, there's people that come to church every week hurting, amen, and they're hungry, and they need a touch from God. And if I'm too focused on my own abilities and my own agenda, then we're not getting the spirit and the anointing that they need. But when we come together, he says, I don't care who's preaching. I'm going to preach behind him. I don't care who's singing. I'm going to sing behind him. Why? Because I need the glory of God to fall at this altar. We need miracles, signs, and wonders to fall. That means we all feel with one mind in one accord, touching one thing. Then just stop there. But because these people were willing to come together. One mind and one accord, they sit and they listen to Peter preach. I guarantee, listen to me, I guarantee 120 of them could have got up and gave a great testimony. I'm sure, amen, they could have been, oh, I can't wait to tell my side. But it wasn't their purpose that day. Their purpose was not to stand up in front of that crowd, but it was Peter's purpose to stand up. It was Peter who was handed the keys to death, hell in the grave. It was Peter who had what he needed. Everybody else stood back. Oh, come on, Preach to him, Peter. Minister to him, Peter. I'm gonna tell you what, Peter, as soon as you get done ministering, I'm gonna pray with him. Oh, Peter, as soon as you get done ministering, you give us a nod, and we're gonna come up behind you, laying on hands. Peter, give us the opportunity. Let us know when you're done. Oh, that's one mind and one accord. And you know what happens when one mind meets one accord. And with them many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation. And they that gladly received the word, they were baptized. And the same day there were added to them 3,000 souls. Why? Because one mind and one accord met heaven. You can't stop a revival when God starts moving with a group of people. The Bible lets us know that one can put a thousand to flight, but two can put two thousand to flight. The Bible lets us know, amen, when we come together and work as one, He doesn't bless in addition, He blesses in multiplication. Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 through 20 Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if there are two shall agree on earth as touching anything, that they shall ask, and it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. Verse 20, look at it. This this isn't me. For when two, this is read in my Bible, if anybody wants to notice. This is Jesus speaking. For when two or three are gathered together in my name, No I and team. We're not by ourselves. I said, You're not by yourself. Quit trying to function by yourself. You're not by yourself. And you don't work as well by yourself. And you're going to work a whole lot harder by yourself. But why wouldn't we go ahead and grab somebody close to us? I've got a need. I need God to touch something. Whoever two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. Nothing is impossible when we work together. And nothing is too big for God when your faith and my faith connect. He said, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can look at this mountain, you can tell it to move from here to there, and it will move. So that means, Brother Thomas, if I have a little bit of mustard seed, and I attach it to your mustard seed of faith. Oh, imagine the mountains we can move right now. And you know what? If we brought in somebody else and said, Brother Zach, come over here, I want you to bring your mustard seed of faith over with us, and we're going to have three mustard seeds together. See what happens when you start putting a little bit together? You don't have to have a fancy prayer. You don't have to sound poetic when you grab the microphone or when you sit and pray with somebody.
2: God's not looking
1: for that, God's not looking for you to quote certain things. But God says, what I want to hear is from your heart. And I want your heart to connect with their heart and their heart to connect with their heart. And when you come together, say, God, all I want is a move of God. Oh, God, all I want is for you to heal my brother. God, all I want is for you to heal my sister. I just want you to feel them to feel the same thing I feel. But there is a reason why the enemy is trying to cause division. Because if we know that scripture, he knows that scripture. If we know that where two or three are gathered together, God will be in the midst. Then you better believe Satan knows when two or three are gathered together. I don't know about you, but there's moments I've been praying, thinking, God, I just send somebody. I know that me and you together, God, that we could, we could break through this, but God, I, I'm feeling weak right now. If I've ever been there, God, just send somebody over to pray with me. I, I don't want to deal with this thing by myself. God, just send one of my brothers, send one of my sisters over with me. God, because I know I'm stronger when I'm with somebody else. The Bible tells us that the enemy, Satan, this is a roaring lion going to and fro, wandering around, seeking who he can devour. If you watch a pride of lions go after, their whole purpose is to try to separate one. If I can separate one from the pack, then surely we can take them down together. Oh, that's why it's so important. Amen. When Jesus said that you're like a shepherd to have 99 sheep but know there's one lost. I've got to search for that one sheep, and I've got to get it over here because if that one sheep is out there by themselves for too long, they're going to get picked off. Oh, don't be upset when a brother or sister starts reaching out to you and saying, hey, you're getting a little too far from the flock. Come on, we should thank God that he would send somebody to reach out and say, hey, you're wandering a little too far from the flock. And if you're out away from the flock for too long, the enemy's going to come by and pick you off. Hey. If you notice a brother or a sister getting too far from the flock, amen, don't you dare be too worried about saying something to them. I don't want to offend them. I, whether you come to church offended and get a touch from God and be renewed, then to not offend you and watch you get further and further and further from God. We've got to get ourselves connected to the body of the musicians and singers would start making their way up. We've got to be sensitive to the moving of God. We've got to be sensitive to how our brothers and our sisters are feeling. Since the beginning of this year, we've ended every service together. Because I felt several months ago, God, what do we need to do in 2022? And all I ever heard was unity. You've got to unify. You've got to come together. When you're at your weakest point, you've got to connect yourself with somebody. When you're struggling, you've got to get yourself close to somebody else. Ministry. Ministry. Don't ever think that you have to be alone by yourself because somebody finds out you're struggling. They're gonna think different of you. Because I spent my first several years of ministry feeling that way. God, if I cry, if I go down to an altar right now, they're gonna think I'm weak and I'm losing the respect. So you're mine. Ah, but that's not true at all. What I found in ministry, amen, is you gotta lead by example. I was struggling. So I went and got somebody. So the next time that they're struggling, they can say, you know what? Amen. Ministry went and got somebody when they were struggling. I'm not going to hide this. I'm going to come and I'm going to get it taken care of. we got to take care of the situation when we see smoke before there's fire. I tell my staff all the time, be listening. Hear for me. If you hear there's some issues, I want to catch it early. I can deal with it before flames start. But one flame start, there's issues. Somebody's gonna get burnt, somebody's gonna get lost. But if we can deal with it when there's just smoke, we'll stand all across this place. Thomas come up here. Judges chapter one. Joshua dies. He tells him, You gotta carry this on. You can go do whatever you want to do. Your fathers did all these things, and look what they got them. We followed God, and look what it got us. When Moses passed away, there was a clear leader from Moses to Joshua. But when Joshua passed away, there was no clear leader. They went to the time of judges. That judges would go up, and they would judge Israel. And they would try to give a word from God. But before that took place, after Joshua died in Judges chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, now after the death of Joshua, it came to pass that the children of Israel asked the Lord, saying, who shall go up for us against the Canaanites first to fight against them? They did the first thing right. They came together, and they prayed. It says, God, tell us who needs to go up. And the Lord said, Judah shall go up. Behold, I have delivered the hand into his hand. Listen, Judah was given the enemy into their hands. Judah could have stepped up and said, Watch me, boys. I'm going to show off. Judah didn't act that way. Look what happens in verse number three. In Judah said unto Simeon, his brother, I can go up by myself and I can take them out if I want to, but I'll make you a deal. Simeon, come up with me into my lot, that we may fight against the Canaanites together. And likewise will I go with thee into thy lot. So Simeon went with him. And Judah went up, and the Lord delivered the Canaanites and the parasites into the hand. And they slew of them Bezak ten thousand men. Judges chapter 1 verse 17. And Judah... Kept up his end. And he went with Simeon, his brother. Do I understand where I'm getting at this morning? And they saw the Canaanites that inhabited Zephath. And others destroyed it. And the city of the name was called Hormah. I can fight my own battles. Brother Thomas can go fight his own battles. And you know what? We would win. But Something happens. Brother Thomas, I don't. Want, I could go fight this by myself, but I want you to come with me. And, and, and if you go with me, and you help me get my promised land, I'm going to go with you, and I'm going to help you declare your promised land. I wonder what would happen today if our altar call was a little bit different. If today, instead of coming up to this altar by ourselves and saying, I've got to go fight a battle, if I go up and grab me a brother Thomas, and I say, "Hey buddy, I'm going to go up and I'm going to battle, and if you'll battle with me, I'm going to battle with you. I know you're going through some things, and I'm going through some things too. Oh, but if you come with me, Brother Zach, come over here. Ah, oh, today I'm not going up to this altar by myself, but I'm going to find somebody, and I'm going to do like Sister Rex is doing, and I'm going to grab Sister Joe Lynn. And I'm going to say, "You know what? We can go battle by ourselves. Or I can grab you together. And we can get two or three or gather together in, in His name. And we can have heaven be in the midst of us. So the battle we're getting ready to have isn't going to be so hard. This altar is open. I want you to start looking around. I need my ministry. I need my prayer warriors. I need my elders. I need my men and women of God to start looking around and finding somebody. We're getting ready to go fight together, but you're not going to go by yourself because we're unified in Christ. I refuse to let somebody come into this altar by themselves today, but I'm going to link up with somebody. It can be two. It can be three. It can be four. How many ever you need. Come on, we're getting ready to fight some battles right now. Oh, we're not going to fight by ourselves. Well, I'm going to link myself up with a brother and with a sister and say, come on, help me break through, and I'll help you break through. Oh, you help me get my miracle, and I'll help you get your miracle. You help me get your blessing, and I'll help you get your blessing.